The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation about podcasting with Podcast Fast Track founder, Carrie Green. In the last two episodes, we've talked about the growth of the podcast industry and what it takes to start building a podcast. And in today's episode, Carrie is going to walk us through growth strategies and the timelines for producing a podcast. Here's the rest of our interview with Carrie Green from Podcast Fast Track. Welcome back, Carrie. It's great to have you here again. Hey, it's so fun to be talking about something I love. So thanks for having the opportunity available. This is our first time going through a week on one subject. And so far, we've covered your background, why podcasts are great, and some of the steps to actually getting a podcast created and published. So the next step to me is talking about what do you do once your podcast is live to get some attention to it, to get some growth? And I also want to talk about what are some reasonable timelines in terms of achieving some milestones in terms of your growth. So let's start off when you have a new podcast and you're just getting it launched. How do you get people to listen to it? I think the first thing you need to do is figure out a launch strategy is what I would call it. This is before you've actually submitted your show to iTunes or anywhere else, figuring out how am I going to make as big a splash as possible when this thing goes live. And you do that by thinking through, first of all, where do the people who would want to listen to this podcast hang out? You can find them in Facebook groups. You can find them in Google Plus groups. If you're still on Google Plus, you can find them in Reddit communities, all kinds of things. And you don't want to be that guy who goes in and says, hey, I've got a podcast. Did you hear about my podcast? Listen to my podcast. You don't want to be that guy. You want to go in and start building relationships, asking questions, listening to what people are talking about. And interjecting when you have an appropriate opportunity, hey, I'm going to be releasing a podcast about these very things. It's going to launch on this date. I'd love it if you could check it out. Besides that, you want to draw in your own network, your own community, people who you have good relationships established with already. You can reach out to them, tell them your idea, tell them when it's going to be launching and ask them if they'd be interested in being part of a launch team to help you promote. They may be willing to do that in one way or in many ways. They might promote on social media. They might do it to their email list. They might do it through some community that they're a part of. But regardless, you want to get as many people on board and enthused about your idea as you are, if possible, 
before you even launch. So that on launch day, you have a lot of eyes on your podcast because they're being sent directly to it in the iTunes directory. And here's one of those kind of behind the scenes things a lot of people don't know. People think that the more ratings and reviews you get in iTunes and all that kind of stuff is going to bump you higher in the listings. It's actually not true. The only thing that Apple cares about is subscriptions that happen to your show through iTunes. So the more subscriptions you can get in any 48-hour window at the beginning or any time in the life of your podcast, the more notice that's going to get on iTunes radar. And someone in iTunes hand curates this stuff. So there's no real set in stone formula. But once they see lots of subscriptions happening for one show over a course of time, they tend to look at that and go, oh, this show is really gaining some traction. And they might, at their discretion, feature you on the iTunes homepage with one of those big banner ads. And if they do, they'll contact you to let you know it's going to happen. They'll ask you for certain artwork. And man, that can be a really big boost. So that's why a launch can be so effective is because you have the opportunity to not only get on the radar of the people who would listen, but also on the radar of iTunes, which will actually help you promote if you do it well enough. Besides the actual launch, I would say just consistent interaction in the communities where your audience hangs out. You need to be a well-known person in that community. You need to be a generous person in that community. You need to be seen as a resource. And you do that by doing exactly those things, giving, being generous, helping people, being available so that when people have questions about your particular niche, you're able to point them to resources. It happens. You've recorded on your podcast. You can be that resource to people in that way. And over time, it grows. So one thing that you didn't talk about was paid advertising. And I think that's another possible channel. Do you recommend, are you pro or anti-paid advertising to try to drive podcast adoption? I'm not pro or anti. I think it depends on the person and the niche that they're in. It also depends on their ability, quite honestly. Some people just aren't going to have the money to do the paid advertising. And I don't think it's absolutely necessary if you're willing to be patient for your show to grow, because I believe every podcast that's done well and is targeting a niche pretty well is going to grow over time. There will be different rates of growth and different caps or ceilings on that growth, depending on the niche. But I think that it's possible to grow a podcast without the ad spend. Now, if you've got the budget, there are some really smart ways to do that. Ben, I think it was you that mentioned to me advertising on other podcasts that are aimed at your particular industry because they already have podcast listeners. They already have people who understand podcasting. They don't have to figure out how to download an app in order to find your show. So I think that was brilliant. So if you can pay to be on other people's podcasts that would match your audience, why not? I think if you've got the money, let's do it. Yeah, I think that was one of the early findings for me and one of the ways that we've been able to grow this podcast and always my marketing philosophy, create great content that people are going to enjoy and then try to get it to them where they're ready to consume content. And so for us, get reaching podcast listeners while they're listening to podcasts seemed like a natural fit. Mm -hmm. And we have a podcast interview with Chris Smith from AdNit which is the dynamic insertion podcast advertising tool that we've used. Now, if anybody's interested in learning more about that, they can go back and look for that in our archives. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me a little bit about the timelines for podcast growth. When somebody's new and starting out a podcast, what is a reasonable amount of scale for them to expect and how long does it take for them to reach their audience? Well, again, I'm going to have to say it depends on niche and it depends on your marketing approach. But on average, the stats that I've heard most recently are that the average podcast, throwing out the very highest and the very lowest, the mean number of downloads 30 days after publication of an episode is just over 150 downloads. And you think about that, you go, well, that's not really that much. I hear people talk about 5,000 downloads. I hear people talk about 10,000. And comparatively, it's not that much. But what it's telling me is that podcast success is different than we usually define it. To reach the average, it really doesn't take that much. If you do a good job of connecting with your niche audience and you do a good job of just being consistent with great content, I think you'll reach that 150 mark within three to four months probably. But you have to be patient if you're not doing big pushes with marketing dollars and those kinds of things because it grows kind of organically through word of mouth, through people finding out in podcast communities or social media communities. It's not a thing that's usually a one-time event causes this huge spike in growth. Now, I can give you one example of a podcast that I actually produced that was an exception to this rule. And there are some very specific reasons why it was an exception to this rule. We are all ears. Okay. This particular podcast is called Morning Mindset. And then the rest of the title is Christian Devotional Scriptural Truth or something like that to get your day started. That's the focus of the podcast. Mm -hmm. First of all, I strategically chose keywords to put into the title that I knew my niche audience might be searching for. That's key because when people search in iTunes, they're going to search by keyword. And the only fields that iTunes searches is the title field and the author field. They don't search descriptions. They don't search anything else. They only search those two fields. So I optimized the title to be found by people who might be searching for that. Another strategic part of this was I launched that podcast on January 1st, right at the beginning of the year when people have New Year's resolutions and they're thinking about, oh, I need to have some sort of a morning routine. I need to have some sort of a mindset thing. I need to have some sort of a scriptural devotional every morning. And who knows how many of those people are going to search iTunes? Well, apparently a whole lot did because we started January 1st with zero downloads because we had no audience. And within three to four months, we were up to 1,300 downloads per day. That's just in one case scenario. I didn't advertise. I didn't promote. I didn't do anything else. 
I think it's all because I got strategic about when would be the best time to launch. How can I maximize the title? What can I do to make it a helpful thing to the niche audience? And it just happened that way. Sure, there was strategy behind it, and some of it may have been a fluke, but by now we're up to almost 2,000 downloads a day, and it's doing really well. All that is not to impress anybody. It's just to impress upon you if you go about this strategically, even without marketing dollars. You can make the thing fly. For those of you who haven't been following along with this podcast, we do a monthly update to talk about the growth and the marketing strategies that we apply to grow our podcast. And for context, in March when this launched, which wasn't a full month for us, but we had 84 downloads the entire month. In April, our second month, we grew to 344. And then last month, we were up to 1400 for the month. That's with a small advertising budget, less than $1,000 a month at this point. But I think the lesson here for me is that podcasting is a channel that is valuable because of the content reaching people in sort of long format. You can have a longer message. You can provide longer form, valuable content, but it also takes a while to grow your following. It really does. And let me just make a little caveat about that title issue I mentioned. You can at any time change your title in your Libsyn dashboard, for example, in your media host. You can add keywords, you can take away words that aren't beneficial, and it doesn't affect your listing in iTunes at all, except to improve your title for search. So if you've got a title that's some quippy little cutesy title, but really has no keywords for the audience you're trying to reach, I would suggest you put a colon behind that title and add not keyword stuffing, but add keyword description that's relevant to your show that would enable you to maximize search. Without having had this conversation with you, we applied that exact strategy for our podcast. Originally, the podcast was titled MarTech Podcast with the goal of being the number one MarTech podcast in the Apple iTunes store. And within the second month, we were already ranking number one. And we had hit for a brief period of time, we were in the top 200 of the Apple iTunes marketing and management podcasts. Mm-hmm. When I realized that we didn't set our sights high enough in terms of ranking for MarTech, that was something we were able to capture in terms of the number one ranking relatively quickly. So I went and changed our title from MarTech to MarTech colon marketing plus technology equals business growth. So now we're focusing this more on a marketing technology business growth. Like those are the other keywords that we want to be ranking for. Yeah, that's a great idea because you're going to pull in more people from, say, verticals to your initial keyword that are going to benefit from the content you're producing as well. On the flip side, there is some risk there because the keywords that we're adding to our title are also much more competitive. So it was relatively easy for us to be the number one for MarTech, but now that we're trying to be the number one for marketing, it's going to be a longer road to hope. Yeah, definitely. So one last question before I let you go today. What's the level of scale that podcasters should have in their mind in terms of A, feeling like they've grown a meaningful audience and B, understanding where there's an opportunity for monetization? Well, there's two questions there, so I'll approach them individually. The first one is, what's a meaningful scale? I think that word meaningful is the operative word, and you've got to kind of define that for yourself. I mean, personally, if I had 40 people in a room who came to hear me speak on a subject, I'd feel pretty encouraged there's 40 people here who want to hear what I have to say. But for some reason, when we broadcast a podcast episode and it only has 40 downloads, we talk in limiting terms. We say only 40 downloads. Well, that's 40 people in your audience who are listening to every word you're saying on that episode. I think that's pretty significant and that's meaningful. 
Now, I know that kind of dodges the question because you're asking, where can we make the numbers bigger and what should we actually be expecting to be able to reach in order to head toward that second part of your question? I'm going to interrupt you just for one second and add a caveat. Sure. One thing that I don't think a lot of people think about when they're looking at podcast stats is that downloads don't specifically mean listeners, right? Those are people that are adding the podcast to their feed and a lot of people have it set. So they're automatically downloading podcasts that they subscribe to. So hypothetically, the majority of people that are downloading your podcasts will listen to it. But I do think you have to take a haircut, not to belittle the fact of 40 people that are downloading the podcast, even if it ends up being 30 that are listening to it, that is 30 people that you're having an impact on and being able to display a message, which has inherent value. And mostly if you're doing something, you know, you mentioned that you were doing religious podcasts and trying to get a positive message towards people. Obviously, there is an intrinsic value, even if you're just reaching one person. But I do think it's important to sort of separate the idea of downloads and the people that are actually listening. With that said, we were about to talk about what are the levels of scale and specifically with an eye on when can you get to monetization? How should people think about when they're actually able to make beer money and make more than pocket change on their podcast? Yeah, well, I think the typical number that the podcast advertising industry shoots for to even consider someone for an advertising campaign on their show is right at 5,000 downloads. And that's the bottom line for being considered. Is that per month? Per episode is my understanding. Okay. And that's over a 30-day period after the episode is launched. Mm -hmm. So within 30 days, you've had 5,000 downloads. And then big time advertisers would actually consider that show doesn't mean you'll get advertisers. There's a lot of competition out there. So the higher the numbers, the better, obviously. But as I think we're going to talk about tomorrow, that's not the only monetization strategy. And in fact, in my experience, it's the least tenable for most people. I think there are some much better ways for the average podcaster to go about that. Okay, that's a good stopping point. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Carrie Green for joining us. If you'd like to hear the rest of our conversation with Carrie, including our conversation tomorrow, which we'll talk about podcast monetization, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning. If you can't wait until tomorrow for our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Carrie and his business, go to podcastfasttrack.com. If you'd like to read the transcript of this podcast, or if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find a contact form on our website, martechpod.com. That's M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com. You can also reach us on Twitter and LinkedIn, and our handle is LLC. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Carrie Green from podcastfasttrack.com, we've got some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. So click that subscribe button and we'll get you as much great marketing and technology content as we possibly can. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? 
Then visit IHearEverything.com.